Hello, welcome to the next exclusive episode of the Talk Norwich City podcast. I am really, really excited to get my teeth stuck into this yellow and green conversation tonight. Premier League shot stopper, penalty saving hero, got us to the quarterfinals, of course. It's only Mark Bunn. Firstly, Mark, thanks so much for coming on to the Talk Norwich City podcast. How are things with you right now? Yeah, very good, thank you. It's my pleasure. It's, um, it's good to be on here. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Top man, I appreciate your time for sure. It's going to be really interesting because it wasn't an easy ride for you at, at Norwich, was it, Mark? So let, let, let's let take you back to the beginning, if you, if you don't mind, first and foremost. When you first signed yeah. for Norwich from Blackburn, two-year deal, yeah. describe your overall emotions at that time because that's, that's a big step, isn't it? Yeah, I was. Um, I only played a, a few games for Blackburn, really. Um, and I, when I signed for Norwich, I was actually... Um, I was still injured. Um, I was just coming back from a, a hip operation. So um, I, I was out for six months um, and then I eventually signed for Norwich. And in fact, I was supposed to sign a three-year deal, but the, um, the physio cut it short and gave me a two-year deal in the end. Oh, wow. Interesting. And that was because of your medical, I suppose. Yeah, because um, of my medical, he kind of cut it short because he didn't really know how I'd recover from my hip injury. Right. Um, but the fact that I knew Dave Watson from my time at um, Northampton. Yeah. Um, so he kind of looked after me, really. And then I got a two-year deal and then managed to, I think I signed an extra year um, after that. I think I did. Dave, so I got my um, year extension, yeah. Dave Watson is a, is, a t- is a top GK coach, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. He was my first goalkeeper coach at Northampton. I was probably 15, 16 coming through. Um, and he's... He'll either make you or break you. He's he's kind of a <laughs> old, he's kind of a, a an old school soldier yeah. coach. And, um, I he was he was brilliant for me. Um, and yeah, he was it was just good to get back to Norwich really to um, to work back with Dave. It was it was good. Yeah, you always look at the training drills that that, that Dave Watson does with with his goalkeepers, <laughs> and you think, "Cool, blimey, Riley, I wouldn't mess with him." And and of course, in those in those videos was was John. I think it's fairly accurate to to say, Mark, that of course you were signed to complete with to to, to compete. Sorry, with with John Ruddy. Um, yeah. You know, what was your relationship like with John? Because obviously you're chomping at the bit to get the number one spot, but were you kind of okay to be on the bench? Yeah, I knew, I knew coming into Norwich, I wasn't going to start straight away because um, I knew how well John done in his first season and obviously getting the England call up as well. I was never going to go straight into the team. Um, and then it was just a bit, a bit of, well, bad luck for John, but obviously a bit of good luck for me that he got that injury at, I think it was Everton away and I managed to come on the pitch um, and we drew 1-1 in the end and then that kind of got me a run of games in the team. I was going to talk to you about that, Mark, actually, as if it's, it's almost like you knew the questions before we blooming started. Because <laughs> um, obviously in that 2012-2013 season, as you've said, Ruddy sustained that, that, that leg injury. You took his place in the first team for, for much of that season. Were you were you proud of what you achieved that season? Were you content with what you achieved that season? Because in between the sticks for Norwich, as you've said, didn't play many games for Blackburn. You must have felt quite quite proud of, of what you did in that in that period of time. Yeah, I was I was happy with my performances. Um, obviously, getting um, a good cup run as well to the quarterfinals, where we lost to Aston Villa yeah. in the quarterfinals. Well, that was a, a great achievement, even to get into the quarterfinals. But um, 
yeah, it was just good to get a, a run of games in the end. And it was a bit of a weird season as we were probably struggling in the relegation zone, just fighting relegation. And then it come to the last two games and we managed to finish mid-table beat when we beat West, West Brom, I think it was. And then we won at Man City away. So two wins at the end and we managed to finish mid-table. So it's a bit of a weird, weird season. That that season was just absolutely crazy. And as you said, we, we managed to finish 12th in the, in the Premier League, our highest fi- finish in so many years. W- what was it about that squad that, that enabled you to do that? Because everyone talks about team spirit and, you know, people credit it to different things. But w- was it really just the team spirit or was there a, a few key component parts that, that people don't know about of that squad? I, I thought we had a really good squad. We had the likes of Snodgrass playing. Um... We had Bradley Johnson. Um, we had Holty up front, so we had a we had a really good team, and um, we did honestly we did have a really good team spirit. All the lads were brilliant together, and um, we just dug in and kept fighting each game. And I just thought um, maybe we was unlucky in some of the results, but um, in the end, I thought we deserved to stay up. And full credit to the lads; they've done really well. God, we did more than stay up, didn't we? Blimey, right? Yeah. To finish that high for for a new for yeah. a newly promoted team, of course, is is a massive achievement. And you know, you, we speak about team spirit, and of course, it goes that saying. We we bring up that that geezer Grant Holt. Um, I, I imagine Snodgrass, Basong, Ryan Bennett. These guys all loved the wind up, didn't they? I mean, where you know who who was truly the biggest joker in the changing room. Oh, without a doubt, it had to be. Um, it would be Snodgrass, without a doubt. Would it? What he's, was he about? What was he doing, Mark? Tell me more. He's he's probably one of the funniest guys I've I've ever met. I think um, <laughs> he just. We used to just sit in the changing room, and he used to just get his phone out, and he'd be like, "Right, who should we call?" So we'd would name someone, and he'd call call him, and he'd put on an accent, and he'd just light <laughs> that person up. Oh, it's brilliant. Who would he call really? up? Do you remember? Um, he would call managers. He would call players. Really? Uh, one time he, he he called a player um, and made out he had a um, Scotland uh, international call-up. So um, <laughs> he's got him on the phone and he's um, he's saying, right, you've got a call-up. And then next thing, it's, it's getting announced on Sky Sports that he's got a call-up. <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy, it was Man. Snoddy is uh, Snoddy's a loony, yeah. isn't he? He is a bit of a loony yeah. tunes. We love we love Snoddy. We really do. And um, Mark, I, I I would personally say, just from a fan, my my personal fans' point of view, your finest moment in a Norwich shirt, that last minute penalty save against Tottenham, Capital One Cup, huge moment. As you've already said, into the quarterfinals, of course, sadly went out yeah. to Aston Villa. But at that point. Just what was going through your head? What was the emotion before you t- before you saved it, and and when you saved it as well? Because it must have felt like felt like a dream when when you when you kind of pull off a save of of that size and stature in that in that kind of intense moment. Yeah, it was, um, the the mad thing is, uh, me and my family are really big Spurs fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm brought up in North London, so it was. Um, I had all my family and, and friends there, so um, I don't really know who they were supporting that day. But um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a great day in the end, and um, there's no better feeling as a goalkeeper to save a penalty, um, especially uh, against a team that you supported probably your whole life. So it is, yeah, it was it was a great day, and it's something that I always remember. It must have been Tottenham in the first half, Norwich in the second half. Surely, surely. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I think they were backing me to um, 
to save it. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a great day, and it's, it's it's a day that I'll always remember. On the topic of penalties, Mark, you know, as a yeah. goalkeeper at the highest level, you've been there, you've done it, you've experienced it. How much work truly is put into? the preparation in terms of penalties do you study the forward players and and which way they go and 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 how much does that have an impact on on you when you're standing there at that moment on the white line ready to ready to try and save it yeah as as a goalkeeper i think there isn't any pressure on the goalkeeper to save a penalty it's it's more down to to the player that's taking it i think they feel all the pressure going into the penalty but um me personally, I always do my research the the night, the day before after training. Uh, we go through all the penalties, the possible penalty takers who will take it, and we'll look at probably their last five or six penalties that they've taken, and then try and make a decision on what way they're going to go from there. Um, that's that's the way I've always done it. So there is a a bit of research that goes into it, and um, yeah, I've definitely done my research that day to save it. So, so Mark, what was it like working under Chris Hutton? What what was he all about? Yeah, he he was the same. He was really thorough and um, really looked into analysis, and um, he he was a really good really good guy, and um, maybe a bit too nice at times. But he was a, a great, I thought he was a fantastic manager, and he had a good backroom staff as well. So um, yeah, I, I really got on with him, and I really liked him at Norwich. That's good. It's good to hear some good news about Chris Hewton because we've had a few guests on recently that, that weren't that weren't the massive fans of Chris Hewton and perhaps as a goalkeeper, was, was it easier? Because I, I guess a lot of the forward players, um, for example, Holty found it quite frustrating to play under him because it was quite a defensive team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He... he... We'd go into games knowing that we'd either draw nil nil or win one nil. That that, that, was the, <laughs> that was the mentality going into the games, and I think we drew a lot of games that season. But um, for me, he was he was really good for me, and um, I appreciate everything he's done for me, and um, the fact that he he signed me for Norwich. So um, yeah, I've not got a bad way word to say against him, really. A game, Mark, now that I really want to talk to you about, it's going to bring back some bad memories. I'm really sorry. Was that <laughs> was that game that you got sent off against Sunderland away? It was deemed yeah. you handled the ball outside the box. You out, you just went absolutely bananas. I don't think I've ever seen a goalkeeper that angry before. I mean, there was <laughs> bottles flying. There was all sorts of emotion. You know, yeah. what, what, what happened in that moment? Because was it just pure frustration because it wasn't going your way was it a signal that you were going to be out out of the team for a while um it was i was more annoyed because it was a really bad back pass from uh turner i think it was he's tried to play a back pass to me from the halfway line which didn't reach and then um i've come out and i honestly didn't think it hit my hit my arm it kind of hit hit around my armpit so um i honestly didn't think it was a straight red and then um yeah, I was just really disappointed to get the red card because when you get a red card, you feel feel like you're letting down the lads. And um, yeah, of course, there's, there's, yeah, there's not not there's such a, um, when you go into the changing room and you just think, oh no, please don't lose this game because you'd feel like you've you've let the boys down. But um, yeah, looking back at that now. I feel so embarrassed looking back because I didn't lose my. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit embarrassing, yeah. How much of of that emotion do you bring back into the changing room, Mark? Because I I feel like because of the team, because of the cohesion, because of the relationship you had, I, I feel like from the outside looking in, it was one of of trust, whereby 
you could kick off with each other and then the next day it'll be fine. Was that the case? Because as you said there, you were really pissed off with Michael Turner that day. So what did you say to him afterwards? Did you like? Did you have a go at him or what, what happened? To be fair, as, as soon as he came into the change room, he kind of put his hands up and apologised to me and, and he kind of said sorry for the for the back pass. So, um, yeah, it's one of them things that happen on the pitch. You kind of leave it on the pitch and then once it's done and you've you've said your words, you kind of move on from that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was all sorted after and it was fine. So nothing, nothing really happened. <laughs> good man, good. I wouldn't want anything to, to, to go against the, <laughs> the mighty Michael Turner, of course. Um, now, Mark, I'm, I'm sure a lot of Norwich fans are listening that right now and they're going, but Mark Bunn doesn't like us, does he? So I'm going to ask you straight, do you, do you like Norwich? And I'll tell you the reason why I'm <laughs> going to ask you that question, because... Obviously, there was things that went out on Twitter and stuff. And, you yeah. know, was there a fallout? And I know I've got stuff here and I'll ask you in a minute of, you know, you you obviously tweeted your frustration with the Norwich fans, for example. You know, yeah. why why did that all happen? What 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 was what were your emotions at that time? Um it was it was such a long time ago, but um for me I just felt like I thought I was playing well and doing well. And um, I thought sometimes the fans probably give me a bit of a hard time. I don't know if they wanted John to come back in the team, but um, that is that is my kind of thoughts against it. But I, I had a great career. I, I really loved my time at Norwich and um, I loved the club. I loved everything about yeah. it. I loved living there. Um, so I've not really got a bad word to say against them. And um, yeah, it was just, I, I personally had a really good time there and, um, yeah, there's no no hard feelings, and um, I wish them the best of luck this season. Hopefully, they can um, get a few results and kind of push to stay up. Good man, I, l- I love to hear that, and I am going to put you under a bit of pressure now because Mark Mark Bunn and Twitter is is quite an interesting look. <laughs> so I've got okay. I've got here, and, and I'm going to back up. I'm I'm on your team. Don't worry. All right. 50, 57 minutes past eight on the 14th of February, 2015, you tweeted, I always give 100% on the pitch. I will train yeah. harder to be better. Norwich fans giving me abuse doesn't bother me, which backs up your point, Mark. And and I would agree. You did give 100%. And at the time, you've, you, you're right. You know, you, you're you're behind John Ruddy, who's, who's knocking on the England door. And yeah. it must have been difficult for you because you got a lot of stick and and I feel like that that tweet um explains what you were just saying yeah I think um I don't know I got a lot of stick maybe the season that I played but um in all all fairness we we've we managed to finish the season um uh, mid-table so I don't think um that I should have got that much stick um, on Twitter, but look, I get it. When you have a bad game, you're always going to get criticised on Twitter because um, I find Twitter quite negative. So um, I just think you're always going to get a bit of stick on there. Um, and when I had a bad game, I, I tried not to look at it because um, mm. just because I do find it a bit negative on there. So, um, but yeah, I was going to say, Mark, actually, on that note, how have you coped with? social media as a footballer playing at the highest level because you've you have had to endure a lot of stick so when you you know do you look at your phone straight away in the change room after the game if someone tags you in something that that's negative or nasty do you block them how do you deal with it yeah just um to start with when i first uh signed signed the norwich i was i was a nightmare for it whenever i had a bad game or um i just used to flip through the comments and 
it did kind of I'm not gonna lie, it did kind of affect me. Um all the comments on on Twitter and social media and I did kind of get wrapped up into that and Every time I just keep flicking through and searching my name and seeing what people put. But then after a while, you just think, just I just kind of left it alone and kind of didn't go on the social media and didn't have a look mm. in. Because I just find that you, you're always going to get people that don't like you. Um, so um, I kind of just, yeah, just ignored it in the end. And um, it, it helped me, yeah. For sure, and and I tell you, uh, someone that someone that doesn't like you, you're going to giggle at this. Don't worry. <laughs> Forty-one minutes past eight, twenty-seventh of March, twenty fifteen. You tweeted again, and you tweeted, "Always a nice start to the morning." When the postman asks if Norwich still pay my wages, what a, what a <laughs> cheeky sod! No, oh, no, yeah, you always um, you always get things like that though. I just I think everyone just tries to chip in sometimes, so they've got a story when they go to the pub. They can say, "Oh, I said that to someone," or, um, "Yeah, just you just try not to let it affect you." You must find it so difficult not to just go absolutely berserk. Like literally, your postman is saying that to you. Like what? I I just can't get as a fan. I can't fathom that many people being like allowed to say those sorts of things to you. It, yeah. mu- it just must be. I don't know how you've coped with it, Mark. Well, that's the thing. Like anyone can come up to you in the street or on social media and criticise you and say what they like, but as soon as you say something back to them, I'm the one that's going to get yes get fined or get criticised. So um, you're probably better off not saying nothing because you're not going to win. That is my point, Mark. Entirely. Last tweet. Promise. First of September, 2015. Strange decision. Letting Jono leave Norwich. Of course, Bradley Johnson, quality player for Norwich. And I want to I want to get your your thoughts on this because a lot of fans felt the exact same way as you where we were like, hang on a minute, what the hell? How are you selling Bradley Johnson? But and you obviously thought the same thing, Mark. Yeah, I was um I think I was at Villa, I moved to Villa and um was it the season that Norwich got promoted, they let him go? Uh, I think so. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, so um, he had a really good season. He was probably um, Norwich's best player this the season they went up, yeah. back into the Premier League. So um, yeah, to let him go was was such a surprise to see. And um, I actually texted him and and spoke to him and just asked um, what happened. And I think he just said that they wanted him out. So um, it was just a bit of a surprise decision from from Norwich as because um, he had such a good season. But um, that's that's football, I suppose. You just, one minute, um, you're doing all right. And then the next mm. next minute, they want you out the door. So, um, yeah, he's a, he, he was a fantastic player for Norwich. And um, he's had a good career anyway. Oh, for sure. And Bradley Johnson, of course, has been on the podcast. So go and check that one out if you've not heard it already, yeah. Norwich fans. Um, and speaking of out the door, I find this really difficult when I when I found this out Mark and I was a bit frustrated for you is obviously you there was no official communication from the football club when you left there was no tweet saying good luck Mark no nothing and you tweeted to announce your departure from the club I mean I, I just I can't get my head around it like why 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 did it not come from an official source um I'm not too sure I was just uh, when Alex Neil come to Norwich, I was I wanted to play first team football, and um, he couldn't give me first team football as he was he was going to play John. So um, in my head, I I decided I wanted to leave, and um, I was trying to find a club suitable to leave. Mm. Um, but nothing really come up um, until the end of the season when 
Tony Parks rang and said to come to Aston Villa. So, um, yeah, I kind of grinded it down to the end of the season and, and moved to Aston Villa probably just before um, the season started. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, a weird one. But, um, yeah, I hold no grudges against Norwich. I, I really enjoyed my time. I, I lived in Wroxham and um, it's a lovely place to bring your kids up. And, um, Mark, yeah, was... favourite thing about Wroxham? Talk about Roxon. <laughs> what what a place, eh? Boats, fish and chips. Yeah, the, oh, you've got everything there. It's, it's perfect. It's lovely. It's such a nice place. Um, the weather's always nice. You've got the boats. Yep, the fish and chips. You've got the little pubs. Um, yeah, we had such a good time there. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Do you remember a shop called Roy's of Roxon, Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever step foot in there? I went once and never went back. <laughs> 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 good that's what i like to hear um because yeah i've got the same opinion of Royce of roxon if you could uh, here's a big question for you mark if you could step yeah. in a time machine right now go back to a single moment in yellow what would it be yeah. and why um i think it, it's got to be back to that spurs game that we spoke about earlier and even the the game against spurs in the league where i think we drew drew one all i just Every time we play Spurs, I managed to have a good game. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely go back to, to the Spurs games, I think. Um, definitely, yeah. Good. I totally agree with you entirely. Um, Mark, really want to ask you about the current Norwich City team, actually. What what have you made to their their, their Premier League season so far? Yeah, I've not really seen too many games of um, Norwich this season as I've been... Obviously, I've gone into the coaching role now, and um, I've been quite busy. But um, yeah, it was it was always going to be a tough season for them. Um, I just hope they can get a couple of good results now after beating Leicester, which was a fantastic result. Um, so yeah, hopefully they can push on and stay up. But it's, it's going to be really tough. You're at Cambridge United now as a, as a coach, aren't you? Right, Mark? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 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 is that good fun? Yeah, it's good. It's different. Um, I had to retire through through injury in the end. So, um, yeah, it's, it's different. It's longer days. Um, it's a lot of travelling, a lot of hard work, but it's it's been really good. Yeah, really enjoyable. And um, I really enjoy uh, coaching the goalkeepers there as well. We've got two great goalkeepers. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been good and I've really enjoyed it so far. You, you must be at that point now where you, where you must really enjoy giving back to the game that, of course, gave you so much and is that something that that you get a kick out of coaching those young goalkeepers and 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 hopefully they, they rise to the very top yeah it's nothing better than coaching uh the goalkeepers and seeing them do well in games and in training and i've worked with some fantastic goalkeeper coaches as well with dave watson neil cutler tony parks dean kiley so um yeah i've taken all their sessions on board and wrote them down as i've gone on so i've used their sessions daily and um yes yeah, it's, it's it's been great to just work with the keepers and get my foot in the door and hopefully I can work my way up in the coaching now. I look forward to seeing you at the very top. Now, lastly, Mark, there's, there's of course, yeah. a lot of Norwich fans listening right now. Have you got a message okay. for them? Can we put these myths to bed that you don't like Norwich? No, no, no. I, I actually love Norwich and um, it holds a special place in my heart. And, um, yeah, all I, all I want to say is on the ball, City. 
Good man. Mark, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And of course, to all the Norwich fans listening around the world right now, if you've enjoyed this one, don't forget to give us a five-star review on iTunes and make sure you're following at Talk Norwich City on social media for the best City content on the internet. What did you think of this episode of the Talk Norwich City podcast? Please feel free to give us a tweet right now and I'll make sure we reply to you. That's all for now, folks, on the Ball City. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Cheers.